on this episode of Quantum Week, June 9th through 15th, 1996. Quantum Week, I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines and our stories, and we are in uh, mid-June 1996 talking about The Rock and The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's right. Uh, This is our first show back in like nine days. I know. It does feel a little strange. Yeah, it's a little weird, right? A little strange for me, yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, you've been busy doing podcasts, so you've been doing the Jerry Callahan podcast. I have, but it's a very different show than this. I don't know if you've... Yeah, I know. Realize that. Yeah, but, I'm uh, aware of it. Uh, it's a little bit, a little different show. It's a little bit of a different show. I haven't done as many podcasts. You have been away. I've been gone all week. I was in, uh, I was in uh, New York City for yep. a few days, and I was yep, on yep, Long yep. Island for a few days. Uh, a fantastic trip. No rush to go back to New York City, uh, but we gladly go back to Long Island. So, how much? How many days did you spend in the city itself? Three and a half. Like basically, it's like three. Too much. Uh, no, it was, no, I'm glad. No, it was good. It was good. Uh, I'm just, I'm, you know, I got to show Laura the place I used to live and we got, you know, a couple, you know, a couple of my old, like, you know, two places I used to live, but also like some of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. But I feel like we kind of like checked all those boxes. It's like, and the city, honestly, it's I, obviously I'm in New Hampshire now. So anytime you're in New Hampshire for a while, I go to the city, it always looks dirtier. It, it's dirty than I remembered it. And like, I think it's gotten a lot worse. The homeless, yeah. homeless population's up quite a bit. It's just starting to get more into like that 90s feel of New York, which actually is kind of a cooler New York than the one I was in. I was sure. in New York from 2012 to 2016. Um, this New York is a lot, I think, is edgier and cooler. Not necessarily someone like a 40-year-old guy on a vacation wants edgier no, and cooler. No, that's, that, that's a young I mean, man's life. Yeah, like, and I think you're going to see some really cool stuff pop up from this New York, especially if it keeps kind of like descending. <laughs> people seem really rattled. Uh, not, people were definitely rattled by the pandemic, but people were really still shooken up, shaken up. About um the uh, the riots the the BLM stuff from oh wow um I guess I don't yeah. think that that would have had that much of a lasting effect but yeah I it was about a year, was that a year ago about a year ago exactly yeah. and um and some people were just like I think I think it was just it took like a real like exhaust I think they were already kind of you know people yeah people kind of like already exhausted from the pandemic and that happened it must have been must have really just been hell to live through because what we I mean usually you know the news is kind of East Coast centric but most of the coverage of the BLM stuff was out west. It was yeah, like, like in Portland, and Portland, stuff. and even yeah. San Francisco and things. So you don't. I, I didn't even really think of New, or even Detroit. I, I didn't even really think of or Chicago. I didn't think of New York as like an epicenter, but it must have been. Yeah, no, they, they were definitely. I remember like watching some nights and seeing like you know the streets just get destroyed. Yeah, like yeah. wow, this is this is intense. And you know a lot of the friends I talked to, they're very much you know pro a lot of stuff that BLM stands for. And and I think Black Lives Matter is a perfectly fine phrase. I have no problem with that phrase at all. But when, you know, like anything, when something goes down a road to destruction, that's, that's pays it. That's a toll. That's, that's something that you can never really, I don't think you ever really defend. Can't trust a mob is uh, how I look at it. Once yeah. you get a ton of people all grouped together, good things usually don't happen. Yeah. I mean, they can, I guess Woodstock, you know, it wasn't bad, but, um, but yeah, I just, it just, it just, things just got angry. You know, people were there for a reason. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they have justifiable anger, but then like you said, justifiable, you know, justifiable anger can turn on a dime pretty quick, especially with the mob. And, uh, but yeah, people were still, and you could just feel, you know, obviously a lot of businesses were gone because of the pandemic, you know, restaurants and stuff, oh, yes. a lot of them closed for obvious reasons, you know, the rent there is so high and everything. So, um, but then on top of it, you just, it just didn't, it had a weird, like, city had a weird, like, bite to it. It didn't really have when I was there before. 
I was there when I was a kid in the 80s. <laughs> it was worse then. Don't get me wrong. But um, but it is, it's just like, eh. So between that and also I'm just like, eh. So then we went to Long Island for three days and I'm at the beach for three days. And we're yeah. in this beautiful town, this uh, town called Bellport, which is this gorgeous town. We're all, you know, we're eating great bagels every morning. We're having great dinners at night. And then we're at the beach during the day. My favorite beach is the Robert Moses Beach. It's incredible. And um, it was like perfect. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, this, yeah, it sounds like a great why time. would I not just do this for seven days next year? So, right. um, but yeah, all in all, a great trip though. Okay, good. Well, welcome back. I know people were really concerned. So. They, they were. They were. They were wondering where we were where gone you were. for a week. You know, too. You know, people. It's our first show in two weeks. First uh, free show in two weeks. So. That's true. No, they did. They definitely missed us. Yeah. Or people were upset by it. Got I, some new patrons from it too, though. That's good. Good. Well, yeah. it was, you know, we have a good, obviously, great library. And the uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon show this week is going to be a good one. The Cable Guy. Cable I mean, guy. That's a big movie. Yeah. And then next week, Matt doesn't know this. We're going to be going back to 1989, April of '89. The Patreon show will be Pet Cemetery. Oh wow. The original. Yeah. Um, of course. And then the uh, the free uh, movie will be Major League. Okay, very so good. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's a big week. I think totally. Yeah, um, Stephen King. Have we done? We did The Shining. Was that the only other Stephen King? I think so. I forget. Yeah, we haven't done like Carrie or Pet Cemetery and stuff. So not Pet Cemetery or like uh, Green Mile or, or a bunch or, of it. Yeah, I feel like we haven't done. I we I'm sure if you. This is the thing I was thinking going back. I was like, oh, like Sean Connery. But I think we have done a Sean Connery movie already. I just couldn't remember what it like if you go like we've done so many episodes now i'm having a hard time remembering like, oh me too i'm rem- i'm having a hard time with the music sometimes too i'm like oh have we covered that we, one yet yeah especially the ones that are like not good or just so mediocre i forget because i'm seeing them on the hot 100 again because right. we're covering similar weeks right and you have stuff that you know we're on hot 100 for eight weeks or something and i'm like have i covered this one yet i'm having a hard time remembering but sean connery I feel like we have done a Connery. I think we have. Here it is right now, though. The hell was it? I don't know. Who knows? It was one of them. One of the Connery. We're doing The Rock. To, anything else we have before, before we get started? No, I think, I think that about covers it. Yeah. Let's get into The Rock. Okay. Uh, want me to start? Okay. So um, the first two acts of The Rock are actually quite enjoyable and interesting and fun in many ways. I mean, the direction's quite kind of messy, but the third act I think is a complete dog shit and bullshit. And there's so much wrong with it. So much bad stuff happens. So many bad, bad direction ideas fucking come out in the third act. It almost like torpedoes it. So this is like, if it were just the first two acts, I'd call it like a solid B, maybe B plus, but this makes it like C, C plus for, uh, for the movie. What do you think about it? Yeah, I'm going to end up giving it a C plus. I'm not going to recommend this film. You're not. I think I am. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, it's, it's, um, it's just too stupid. I, I just can't. It's just too dumb. And, and, you know, this movie is really, like, is so expertly cast. Oh, my God. Like, it's a crazy cast. And the cast is doing a great job in it. Like, Ed Harris is fantastic. Ed Harris is so good in this movie. This is just like the abyss for me. Like, another movie where Ed Harris is like is miles above what he's like the script on the page. <laughs> yes. And then on top of it, you mix in Sean Connery, who's just a, always just so much fun to watch. He, like, he's, he's great. great. And, he's, and he's having a great time doing it. He's just, he's just having fun on screen. And then Nick Cage, uh, you not know, good. not good. Not but, good. But it's not as bad as Face Off. No, or it's not. City of Angels. No, but he is. But he's not as big in Moonstruck. We've done, a, we've done a few Nick oh, Cage movies. Right, Moonstruck. He's great in. Right, I, and so, I'm, I'm a Nick Cage apologist, but this is—he's just—he's over the top in this movie, and it's dumb. Yeah, it's you just of. don't like his character. You don't like him. I don't root for him. Um, but 
regardless. Then there's John Spencer, who's great. David Morse, who's great. I mean, Spencer's I mean, so good. He basically got that same role in the West Wing. Yes, he did. Like, he, that's exactly right. He, he parlayed this into a TV show. I loved him on that show, too. He's, and he, he's and, great. Right, yeah. He's a, he's a, right. Are you, I mean, you have uh, McGinley is in this. Yeah. I mean, you look to the cast. It's, it's Forsyth, it's, is he in this, too? Is that? Yes. Yes. Yep. I mean- Morse, I love. I mean, David I, Morse is so, I'm so great. Well, of course, I'm a huge fan, Elsewhere fan. Yes. So that's how I, and then he's, you know, how I kind of was introduced to him in the 80s, how I'm sure most people were. And then his stuff in the late the 90s. Dance you in know, the Dark and, and The Crossing Guard, The Pledge, I think he's in yep, both of those. And The Green Mile, he's Green in that Mile. too. He, he's just, he's so a really good. good actor. So good. He kind of really hit his, yeah, he really hit his prime in, in the 90s with some of the independent films and even the bigger films. But but Ed Harris destroys the fucking script in, in, when he has a couple of the monologues. He's talking <laughs> to the Pentagon. He's just, he is immense. Like this is a, it is such a good performance. It's so that good. does not belong in this movie. No business being this movie. Because no even business. like Connery's like great in this, don't get me wrong. Yes. But he's just like having fun, which is like the right, like Connery's such a pro, like he knows how to act, like obviously. In, but in a movie like this, you know, it's like, all right, not take this too seriously, just kind of have fun, chew up some scenery, have a good time. But like Ed Harris, like didn't get that note. He's like, no, no, I'm going to win an Oscar <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm going in. And, and like, he's like really good. <laughs> he's so good. Like if you had told me like he was like, <laughs> it never was going to happen, obviously. But no. if, if you're like, listen, Ed Harris was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for The Rock. I would be fine be like, with that. That's probably okay. I, I would be 100% okay with that. I'm not against that. I've seen a lot worse nominations. Oh, my God. Like, he's that good in this. And, uh, and then, honestly, the Michael Bay stuff. Oh. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, just kind of quick overview. <sighs> we can dig deeper. But, like, yeah, okay. so, like, when I first saw this, I saw this in the theaters. Bay had only done two films. He had done Bad Boys and this. Um, I've never seen Bad Boys, by the way. It's all right. Um, and uh, so, this is my first time seeing him. So, the, the stuff he did was, I never thought it was like great directing at all, but it wasn't like, it was like, oh, it's kind of an interesting way to, a lot of the close-ups, you know, the stuff that, you know, the Michael Bay that we all know and yeah, yeah. will hate so well now maybe. But then like after you watch, you know, Armageddon, P Pearl Harbor, I've seen the first Transformers. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's, a, he's a terrible director. Like he's just not good. He's not good at all. The only thing I will say on it, so this is not, this is probably my second, oh, Armageddon is so stupid and so, but like so fun. It's, it's fun. It's it really is. Is it, is it better than but this? But I haven't seen it haven't in probably seen it 20 years, yeah. so I'd love to see it soon so, so we could kind of compare. So I rank this in The Rock, kind of this, Armageddon in The Rock, kind of the same. It's about the, yeah, I think. But the Benghazi movie is actually a good movie. What is it, Benghazi? The uh, 13 Hours, it's with John Krasinski. He directed that? Yeah. No, that is good. It's like, a, it's like, it's not, it's not a great movie. No, it's good. It's like, a, it's a solid B. Yeah. It's a good movie. That is a good movie. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. That does not seem like him. No. Well, it was a much smaller budget. He and um, I think it was like a $50 million budget for that movie. That's like a legitimately like, that's a decent movie. Michael Bay is probably the worst director that we've covered. No, he's not. Okay, who's worse than John Woo. Oh, John so Woo, June, so John many Woo. more. The guy that directed Alvin and Chipmunks, whoever that was, I forget his name now. Like, no, we, no we've, we've covered many, 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 many worse You think directors. so? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. so bad. Steve I hate Angel's director. It was okay. so, no, you go. No, I no, hate no, Michael he, Bay so much, though. I yeah, hate him. I, I, yeah, well, it's because you're like a, yeah, I mean, you're like a, you like to go to see the blockbusters, right? You always say that. Yeah, and, he's, and he directs a lot of the blockbusters, so I'm guessing you run into him. But, like, at the end of the day, though, he's not that. He's I don't not, think any of his movies have ever been nominated for anything. Oh, oh, no, this was nominated for Best Sound. Was it really? How about that? Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. But, like, right, well, they, well, that, that's not, a, I mean, his movies aren't going to be nominated, you know, for major awards. They're just not going to be, though. He doesn't make those kind of movies. He makes the fucking blockbusters you like to watch so much. You like to watch. Stop, stop pushing this. No, I, this I, is on you. I like, you know. How, block... many, how many Fast and Furious movies have you seen again? Just, just for the record again. How many? I think they've made nine of them. How many do you think you've seen? Eight. Okay. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen two. Point taken. Thank you.
Um, so, uh, <laughs> wait, you've seen two? I've seen two of them, yeah. Okay, you gotta see Tokyo Drift. I went back for that oh, one. Oh, I'm like, guessing we're gonna end up like seeing all of yeah, them. Yeah, right? we're gonna have to. They're uh, so big. But, like, you know, like Michael Bay obviously is, you know, he directs, he just directs stupid movies. Like, there's, they're movies for dumb people. He has, he has no respect for his audience. <laughs> I just love how you tripped right over. He's, movies for dumb people. Let's just pause after that. After that. Well, they're fucking for idiots. They're, I mean, that's fine. Like, you know, he, he, I don't know of many directors that make, as many films as he does, they have as little respect for the audience as, as he does. Oh yeah. Like he treats us like we are so stupid, but he's, he's literally uh, been quoted as saying, I make movies for teenage boys. That's a quote. He's he, like, it's attributed to him. He's, and he's like, he was like, Oh, and I think he says like, Oh dear, what a crime. In other words, like, yeah, I'm making these movies for idiots. Like that's, that's what he's doing. I mean, they make, they make money. They make a show of money. money. Like there's a, there's a market for it. Yeah, like, there is. But like, you know, I'm not, you know, Matt and I aren't teenage boys. So we're going to watch this and be like, eh. Like I saw this when I was a teenage boy and I liked it a lot more than I did than I, I liked do it now. more when I saw it when I was uh, a young guy too. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you know, like, but. And it not, is fun. Like really the first two acts are more fun. They're too stupid. And some, and so many, like the first act I think is actually pretty lousy. So like we meet Nick Cage. He's supposed to be the smile manner guy. Yeah. But we meet him like trying to like. Diffuse a, uh, a yeah. So then he's not a mild manner guy. So what are you telling me? Like, yeah. Is he or is he not? And because he's supposed to be, obviously, you know why they threw that in there because Michael Bay felt that we needed a jolt of adrenaline. Right. And that other scene was literally done after production. The streetcar scene. That was the last, that was done afterwards. Oh, really? shit, we need more. Yes. This is one of the last things they shot, which I guess was a complete clusterfuck. It's a fucking disaster. And it all went to shit. Michael Bay was in way over his head for that, that scene. Yeah. But they're like, oh no, we need, like he keeps thinking his movies just need all this like wall to wall action. And like, I don't know, man. It's not it's okay to just like sit with your characters for a little bit. Like, Especially it's, it's when you okay. have someone like Ed Harris in here and Sean Connery and in Nick here. Cage Nick Cage is good, in here. I mean, this is right after- You have a killer cast. Yeah. Yeah. Do something with him. Yeah. Um, he just has no confidence in, in storytelling. It felt like a Tony Scott movie too. Mm-hmm. It felt more like, uh, like what was the train movie? Um, the- uh, Oh, I forget. There's two of them. Uh, right. Oh, uh, t- taking your pal and watching is that's, the one that we yeah, that's that's the right. one that I, it felt very much like that. Where it was really jumpy, a lot of cuts. Everything was fast moving. Every shot was moving. There were yeah. no shots that just stood still, except for one. The best shot of the film is right before Nick Cage stabs himself in the heart, and you just see him look, and he's completely sober because he knows what he must do. It's like the first time he acts in this film, like a mm. human being right before he stabs himself in the heart. It's a great shot. It's a great look by him. It's the best shot in the entire film. But every other shot in the film, he's, it's move. It's move, 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 move the entire time. I got to give Bay a little bit of credit here. What? So uh, not only, so Tony Scott was the director before Michael Bay, right? We all know that from True Romance, things like that. Um, Michael, Tony Scott kind of like ripped off Michael Bay. Like he made a movie called Domino, um, which came out a couple of years after this with Keanu Knightley. Uh, it's not good. Don't watch it. It's actually, it's actually horrible. It's complete trash. It's a yeah. complete horrible movie. Okay. Uh, but that's when he started like fooling around with a lot of these jump cuts and a lot of like that style. It became like a much more like, I mean, obviously True Romance is a lot of style, but yeah. it's a different kind of style. It's yeah. a different feel. Obviously, you know, Tony Scott forced to Top Gun. I mean, we, we know. Yeah. It, you know, think about Top Gun and then think about like taking of uh, a Pelham 123. Oh, or, way or different. Or the other training movie he made with uh, Denzel and Chris Pine, which is, which is actually better. But like, um, it, did you just like the energy shifted? Like after Domino, he became a different kind of director and he kind of like ripped off Michael Bay. Like a lot of stuff. And then Zack Snyder is a different director than Michael Bay, but you can easily see the influence. Like a lot of like extreme close-ups, a right. lot of like how the camera is just positioned. Um, or things like, the scene you talked about, like at the end of the movie, 
not only when he shoots himself in the heart, but like when he goes after the green oh, yeah, those yeah, orbs yeah, yeah, yeah. or when he does the thing where he has like the, um, the flares. Yes. And it's, that's very Zack Snyder yeah. looking, even though obviously Zack Snyder's ripping off uh, Bay, Bay who came first. So, you know, you got to give Bay some credit. Bay was a commercial director. He directed um, the Milk Got Milk commercial, Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Remember that commercial? Yeah. The guy's got peanut butter in his mouth. Yep. Can't talk. Um, that, and that got him bad boys. Um, he really? won so many awards that Got Milk campaign that got him. They basically gave him a movie, which is wild. Yeah, particularly because Will Smith is big then. Kind of. Not yeah, huge yet. And Martin Lawrence. Both of them are, aren't they? Yeah, they're both TV stars, but they're not movie stars yet. I guess maybe not. What was that? 90, 95 ish? Okay. 95. Yeah, 95. That's almost, but it's yeah. still like, it's still like, a big, a big it's deal. not like, you know, it's still a big action. You know, it's still a, it's still a Simpson Bruckheimer. I know at that point they, they were, that was their comeback, their rebound as well. Um, and, uh, and that movie did obviously so well in the box office. They gave him the, the keys to this. Um, and, uh, and then he was kind of off and running, although they almost, he almost got fired from this production. Sean oh, Connery well, saved his ass. Well, well, they were seeing Davies. The film was starting to go over budget. He, then he, then, you know, then he's, uh, Bay's like, oh, I want to do a streetcar scene in San Francisco. They're like, well, pump the brakes. What the fuck's going on with this fucking movie? And, uh, Connery's a producer on this film. So, um, Michael Bay is like, was, I don't know, he was on his way to the plane or something. And Sean Connery walks by in golf clothes. So he's going to go do some golfing. <laughs> and, you know, Connery's like, well, where are you going? And, uh, he's like, well, I'm going to go talk to the producers. And Connery's like, well, I'm a producer. I'll, I'll go, I'll go with you. And uh, I guess the producers and the studio, when they saw Connery walk in there, jaws hit the floor. And Connery basically said, leave the kid alone. He's doing fine. And they left him alone. That was nice of Connery. Yeah. Bailed his ass out. Connery's um, worked with some good directors, though. I mean, think he... But I think Connery's a smart guy. He knew that he, Connery also is a businessman. Like, That's he, true. He understands this movie's going to make a show out of money. Yeah. Just leave the kid alone. Let, let's look at the movie made. Let's stop dicking around. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then the movie obviously got made made a... And made a lot of money. It's a huge, and it's it, it's had a good run on cable. Like to its credit, it just it's still it's such a simple premise. It is that it works. But like the fact of that first act problem they have is like you throw in all this action, you're throwing just. I feel like they just keep dumping stuff on us, and then there's no like intelligence movie. Like people will jump out or go do like an underwater scene and come out of the water completely dry. That's, and you're like, yeah. right. and it happens more than once. It's like right. it's just lazy or stupid. It's just stupid. I guess it's not. I don't think Michael Bay is lazy. He's just dumb or directs in a way that he doesn't care if the audience is dumb. So that's a little frustrating. And there's only so much of you can take in a two hour, 20 minute movie. Well, let's talk about the other sloppy shit. Sure. So you've got Mason portal to the other side of the Island after the end scene with him and Nick cage, Nick cage. Like he, he just like, he's one second. He's with Nick cage. The yes. other second, he's on the other side of the fucking Island. Yes. That's weird. Yes. Um, Nick, they call, uh, Nick gets in touch with, uh, I don't know the base. Fucking the Pentagon. Okay. And they're like, how's the hostage? How are the hostages? He's like, they're all alive. They're all alive. How he never saw that? any of the hostages. He just stabbed himself in the heart and fucking torched the- And they also, like, an explosion happened behind yes. him. How would you know? How would you know, like, that didn't hit? <laughs> um, and then there's voiceover for the flare part, too, with, uh, with the, Nick Cage. Oh, there's also the weird president monologue. Yes, there's the wind pre- Yes. Which, meanwhile, they're, they're in a huge time crisis, and he goes on this long-winded- Monologue, yes, which makes like uh, maybe we should. Uh, what are we doing? Say the hostages. I don't know. What do you think? It's wild. And then the other one is uh, so the whole scene between Nick Cage and I can't remember the actor's name who like is trying to kill him in the lighthouse, and he runs after. It, he doesn't see Nick Cage. They're running. He's running after him, and he screams at him, "I want that fucking chip." How did he know that he took the chip out of the out of the thing? He didn't see any of it. None of that happened. No. And then a stupid tagline. Oh, what's the rocket? Oh. Now you're the rocket man or whatever. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's dumb. Yeah, it's, it is dumb. It is dumb, but at least it's like, all right, 
it is very stupid. It's it's very dumb, but at least like it's not so glaringly stupid like the other things you mentioned, where it's like this doesn't even this doesn't make it's not even logical. It's just it's just complete madness. Who's the who's the woman uh, act? Who's the actress who plays Jade, the daughter of Sean Connery? That'd be Claire Forlani. We she know, we sucks. Yeah, you hate her. We we saw her in another movie as well. We covered for the yeah. Show. I remember from um, another movie. I forget what it is now, but you don't like her. Um, she is so bad here. She's such a she's a trash. She's actor. in a uh, Meet Joe Black. Yes, she is, and I liked her better then. But of yeah. course, I haven't seen that in twenty years either. She's so she's so bad. You she's don't like that. She's a terrible actor. You, you really shouldn't. I forget the other movie we did, we did with her, but you did. You hated. She her was then bad too. there too. Yeah, you're She's not, not, not a Claire Fulani fan. I'd like to. She's be, in. But, a, is she in Mallrats as well? I. It's one of them. So it might be Mallrats. So, yeah. Yeah, I always thought she was really cute. As, uh, she, she's I, a pretty when, you know, girl. And then she I can't act. You know, but so, oh, well, you, you're defending her. You like? I, I just, I, 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 you know, my gosh, I. She's very, very pretty in the '90s. I know, and I was like, "Oh, this girl's really attractive." You know, so well, that's true. Probably it's a pass, probably for me on that one a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm probably not as hard. I probably, you know, I probably should be meaner about it. You know? Probably, yeah, you should, but you're not gonna. But I'm not gonna. That's fine. Um, so I have to recommend it because oh. you have to see Ed Harris. <sighs> but he's so good. It's such a great performance. It is. It is a great performance. It's crazy. You can see Ed Harris in other movies. That yeah, but he's great stupid. here. Yeah, he, he's great in those movies too. He's really good in Apollo 13. Like, go, go yeah, see he it. is. He is. Like, you, don't, you don't need to see this. It's okay. But like, uh, you know. I'm going to recommend it. Why? Why does, why do our, why do, why does the audience think that I will hate and shit all over this movie? Because it's stupid. And, yeah, and, but, and but, but no, a, but why do they think that you'll like this movie? Because I'm more the everyman. And this is more of an everyman kind yeah, of movie. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're not a dumb guy. Like, you're a smart guy. Yeah. And you're, you're more critical on film than I am, I would think. Um. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought you might come. I didn't know how you're gonna come in this one. I thought you might. You. I thought you might call this trash just because it's, it's so stupid. I know. I know there's the a plot lot of holes. We're gonna ruin it for you. But, but I'm like, but, eh, it, but, but the acting is so. The, acting. Acting is really good. Actually, in the whole scene where uh, where Sean Connery's on the roof, um, with uh, with what's his face, uh, with um, John Spencer, and he goes over the edge. Like yep. that whole scene is really good too. I mean, there's there's some good stuff in here. Sean Connery the whole time, all, a lot, almost every Sean Connery scene is fun. Yeah. Um, he's, 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 the interrogation scene is pretty good. Yes. Like, he, he's, he's so, he's so good uh, in this, in this movie. They use, they use their actors really well. And I said it was really expertly cast. Like we mentioned a few, you know, even like a guy like Steve Harris, uh, you know, he was in the practice in the 90s. I know it's not, you know, but that show did win best drama one year. So it was a pretty, I, it was before, it was like the last great, or the last critically acclaimed drama before Sopranos. So uh, it was still on network TV. Yeah. If you watch it now, it does not age well. You're like, why would anyone watch this? But like in the late nineties, before we had Sopranos and the, you know, peak TV, this was, this, this was good TV. Yeah. And he had a regular, he's a regular, so he's like, a, he's, but he's a decent dramatic actor, especially in the nineties. Um, so even he has a small part in this. Like the guy that plays Tuco in Breaking Bad has yeah. a small part in this. So like, you know, you go through the list and it's just like, it's great actor. Oh, and we mentioned Morris. We mentioned McGinley. Like, you know, we, you know, this is a really strong cast. It does really make the material much better than it should be. Big reason the script is such a mess. It had about 9,000 cooks. Again? Again, uh, including some big names. Uh, Quinn Tarantino did some write-ups on this. Aaron Sorkin did some rewrites on this. Ebert said that uh, they were making fun of Tarantino in here. I because think Tarantino did those himself. Do you think he, okay. I'm guessing. Yeah. 
Right. We have, of course, the injection in the heart. You yeah, know. which is, of course, from Pulp Fiction. Right. And then you get the the standoff. Uh, where the Mexican standoff are, from yes. Reservoir Dogs. Right. But obviously, you know, Tarantino ripped that off from yeah, uh, the yeah, movies yeah. he watched as a kid. Uh, but Tarantino was involved in some of the rewrites here, so I wasn't surprised. You know, if you know that going in, you're like, are you not surprised to see some of those elements here? Right. Uh, and I said even Aaron Sorkin uh, had some, and this is, you know, I figured this is after oh, a few good men. Sorkin? So, yeah. He had some, and also, though, Knowing Sorkin did some rewrites on this, it's not surprising to see John Spencer end up in West Wing. That so you wonder sense. if that was some of that influence. Could have there. been. Um, see, up until where after, I think the whole scene up through where the SEAL team gets into gets into Alcatraz and they have that standoff where you know um, the entire force is above them and they're shooting down. I, that whole scene where Michael Bean dies. I think up till there, it's actually pretty good. And that's a good Very scene. Very enjoyable. That's a good scene too. That's yes. a really good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a strong one. Uh, so like, but the real writers that I want to get it right, uh, David Weisberg, Douglas Cook, Mark Rosner, and then um, Michael Baybart and a writer of his own, who, and they said that, I forget his name now, I'm sorry. He wasn't credited, I don't believe. But they said that that was the version they really used. But there was all this fighting back and forth. Basically, at least, at least six people that I know of played a hand in the script. And I that, guarantee that, that number work. was double digits. I guarantee work. it. It, it no, never no, works. The script's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Like, it's a mess. Like, you know, think about the same movies. We talked about this with uh, one of the last movies we just covered, um, My Cousin Vinny. Imagine this movie with, like, a, a weak cast. Like a B, a B cast? This yeah. movie would be absolute trash. It'd be awful. It'd like, be bad. It'd be so bad. They wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to play the Nick Cage part. I can kind of see it. In a way, not, I don't know. He, Cage is, isn't good though, so I'm like, fine with it. This giant muscular guy is like this mild-mannered guy. It almost has to be like a, a non-traditional action hero. I think you're probably right there. Yeah, you're right. He wouldn't have worked in the I wish they scenes. dialed back like that action in the first act too. It would have made the action in the second act a lot better. And then we got some, like there was some good action in the first act we, we, with some of the stuff that Harris and his crew is doing. Like they were going in, yes. see, like, you know, we see that one guy had the nerve, you know, uh, when the, the oh, green right. ball. Oh, right, his face melts face and all that all. shit. So yeah. like, there is still shit going yeah, on that's David, first David Morse is there. That, I mean, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good scene. It is a good scene. Yeah, I agree. They also go out of their way to make Nick Cage an asshole. He steals a car and then he knocks a kid off a bike and steals the bike. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, I don't quite, they're like, it's, it's such. He pushes it's, him off the he, bike. He also like drives a car through a plate glass window that could even that it goes over a sidewalk, so you easily could have killed absolutely number of people. And he's like, "Oh, like I think he uses like, oh fuck it, and yeah, just fuck it, does it just it. goes." And it's like, well, that's not so. You, look, you can have someone do that stuff, fine, I'm okay with that. But then have him be kind of like a wild guy, like don't have him be mild, don't have him then be overwhelmed by other things. Like, is he an act? What is this guy? If you're is he a thrill seeker? Or right. Is he like a, a, a like a desk if, jockey? If you're dealing with some of the most deadly chemicals in the world on a regular basis. You probably are calm, cool, and collected. You're probably not doing crazy shit like that. Like, like you probably are cal- doing the calculus in your head as you're yeah. driving that car. Oh, there is a good 20% chance I'm going to fucking kill somebody. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. The other it, thing that doesn't work, another bad writing, Sean Connery almost leaves on several occasions, and his daughter lives in San Francisco. No dad is going to do that. No. That should have been, the, they're like, oh, how do we... What do we do? How do we make him want to stay here? How do, what do we do? Like, how about you just tell, like, how do we make him want to do this mission? Just tell him that his fucking daughter is going to die. Right. It's pretty cut and dry. That's it. That's probably all the motivation that you need. I mean, he risked 
many things to go and see his daughter. Like he could have taken off after he got away from them uh, from the penthouse. But they almost like hotel. Keep, they keep a, the idea, the, like the whole frame of the mission away from. I know that doesn't make sense. Either. Just, just tell him tell what him. he's doing. Like, like, what is he gonna do? He's gonna figure it out anyway. Right. He's gonna be on this mission. It's very strange. It's very strange. Bad writing all around. It is, and I you know, can only look past it. I mean, as much you know, I kind of went in here. I was like, oh, I want to. You know, I enjoyed it in the theaters. I haven't seen it a ton since. I kind of wanted to just kind of enjoy it. And um, it got like, and I had the same experience. I, I watched Con Air a couple years ago. Maybe we'll run into that movie eventually too. Yeah. But like another great cast. Great cast. You've got Buscemi. You've got, uh, Buscemi. You oh, go. yeah. You've got, uh, who else is it? You've got Malkovich is in there, right? Yeah. Uh, Nick yeah, Cage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cast is stacked. It's Cusack. Yes. Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. That's a crazy cast yeah. too. It is. Mm. Who does Con Air? It's, it's not Bay. Oh, it's the Simpson Bruckheimer team, though. Yeah. Um, it's a very similar. Well, it's not feel. Simpson because Simpson, of course, died during production. Of this we tried to talk uh, about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, so Don Simpson and um, Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, very famous producers in the '80s. Uh, they produced Top Gun. Yeah. They produced a number of uh, films you, you've seen. Uh, they they uh, both Don Simpson especially had major drug problems in the early '90s. Um, <laughs> supposedly cleaned himself up. Uh, and then they made, uh, and studios kind of gave up on those guys. Uh, cause they were just, it was just so, it was just, they were just such excess with them. They were really yeah. were like the quintessential eighties producers. Yeah. Um, and then, um, they made, they got bad, they got bad boys off the ground that made a shitload of money. And all of a sudden they were, they were box office gold again. We talk about it in the, um, what's the jo- George Clooney Tarantino movie we, t- we covered? The Vampire oh, Dust Till Dawn. Thank you. Yeah. So if you go back, to, it's like one of our very first episodes. So if you're yeah. new to the show, I recommend going back and listening to that one. If, you, if you're a fan of the, or not a fan of that movie or a fan of that movie, whatever you are, we gave it a middling review. Yeah. Um, but um, the, the headlines for that week was Don Simpson died. It would have been January of, of the same year, uh, which is when this movie was in production. Um, and it was a huge blow, obviously, to, to Bruckheimer. This was his partner for uh, a sure. long time. Uh, he, of course, Don Simpson died of drug overdose. Don Simpson was like, Don Simpson was like a wild guy, um, who had a wild life. Um, but uh, but Bruckheimer kept making movies, and he he kind of teamed up with Bay, and a lot of those movies that came out after you know the rest of the nineties, sure, um, had the Jerry Bruckheimer stand. And Bruckheimer did uh, Con Air. He did. Did he? Did he direct? No, 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 no. He's a producer. He's he never a producer. Really directed, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, I don't know. But, who it was. but, but his, was... his fingerprints are all over those movies, and it's a big reason. Um, you know, a lot of Michael Bay, you know, a lot of that style, like that, you know, you watch a movie like The Rock, it almost could take place in the 80s. It could. Because it has those like finger, you know, obviously. It's too, it's too quick. It's too but, quick and Bay's yes. Bay too stylized. Right. But like the rest of it though, you're like, oh no, like I could see how this could like be on the this same, action, like, this action could be on film, the same yeah. like Cineplex menu, like, uh, you know, Cinema One is Commando. Yeah. Cinema Two is The Rock. The I mean, Rock. You could see yep. that, like it Absolutely. makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, and it's because of that Simpson Bruckheimer influence. So he does Pearl Harbor, then Bad Boys 2, then The Island, which is a weird one uh, with Ewan McGregor and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Pearl Harbor is especially, I haven't seen especially Pearl bad. Uh, bad. Then, then he goes into the Transformers franchise, and it's three in a row. Pain and Gain, which I wouldn't see. Um, I've seen I the first see, Transformers. I saw... Did I see the first two, maybe? They're not good. This, the first one is not good. Not good. I mean, not good at all. Um, I did see Six Underground, which is uh, straight to Netflix, yeah. because it's got uh, Ryan Reynolds, who I, you know, I like in some oh, things. Okay. <laughs> some things. Not, no, but he's funny. Like I he's, like him in Deadpool. He's good in Deadpool. I've he's not he's seen been Deadpool. good in some things. Deadpool's good. 
Yeah, everyone says that. It is. Um, I'm sure we're into it. Six Underground is a piece of shit, though. It's it it one of the yeah. worst. Yeah, I mean, we could watch that as a watch along and trash the shit out of that yeah. one. Um, then Ambulance is next next year. Yeah, it's coming couple, out next year. Yeah, couple, so he, he's still working for sure. Um, Fifty six. He's not that old. Yeah. Um, but you, some of these some of these stylized directors, their uh, their peaks are shorter. Sometimes Bay Bay has had such an odd and in some ways wild his successful career. Um, box office wise, obviously, and not critical acclaim, but um, but his box office numbers are so huge that he's had a kind of a longer run than most stylized directors have, like him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still he's still working, still making movies. Yeah, he was I, only like thirty when he did this. I mean, he was so young, right? Yeah, like we mentioned he did the commercials, and then he, right. he jumped into this. Uh, yeah, I I I think Bay gets a lot of gets a lot of hate. I know a lot of his movies are like I think six of his movies were nominated for Razzies. Um, you know, he that makes, seems about right. He makes mostly pretty, pretty dumb, bad movies. Um, but at this, in some, on some level though, you kind of have to, I'll see if respect's the right word, but tip your hat to him a little bit. Like, all right, you know, a lot of your movies have made an insane amount of money. I do one, you know, I, I'm not happy that his movies make money. They always kind of, it always kind of makes me feel, um, disappointed in humanity in a way or of course the yeah bar, you know, know the like, same thing happens when i listen to the hot or look at the hot 100 it's the same thing yeah People like this bullshit yeah like oh this kind of sucks you know you look you know you look in the top 10 you all you see is like you know superhero movie after kind of like you know and then mixed in is like a transformers movie and it's like oh this, yeah. this is kind of like this is yeah. not great uh and he you know and his movies um he, he kind of rode that wave of those like blockbuster stuff in the you know, filmmaking, we, we talk about all the time, filmmaking kind of changed in the 90s. It was very independent films, right? And the studios got control back around the year 2000, 2001 when the Star Wars movies took off. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the, the studios are like, all right, we want blockbusters again. Um, uh, but Bay is the one director that was able to be successful in like that, obviously he only made studio films, but in that 90s. No, but mid-90s throughout, a, through now, basically. Right, yeah. where mid-90s, the film going pop, public was much more intelligent i don't mean people but i mean just like movies we went and saw in 1996 97 98 99 were much more intelligent than Absolutely. the movies that yeah. make a lot of money in 2010 day uh and but he was able to carry his he was his cred over which is admirable i guess in a way it's yeah whatever there's something i mean you know you get, even you know cockroach survives a nuclear war you gotta say <laughs> yeah it's a good job cockroach you, yeah. I mean, is yeah, no, you're right. something to be said right. for that? Yeah, I mean, right. there is. Like, he's had a long career. No, he's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. I agree. Uh, but not a good director. No. Anything else with uh, Michael Bay and The Rock? Uh, that's it. I mean, a, a lot of these people, a lot of these actors we will run into again. Um, people this, do like this movie, and we've seen it already. People are saying that we better not give it a bad review. I better not. They, I they've been threatening me. They haven't threatened you. Yeah, well, people like me, you know. Uh, uh, you know, like you. That's yeah, right. Some people. Uh, it's your problem. Uh, <laughs> but like, it, I mean, I'm giving this a C plus. I don't know if that's, you know. I gave it a C plus. And I said, I will recommend it though. You, I think you just want to give the thumbs up and the little graphics. So you don't I don't give a shit about that. You know, I don't care about that hate. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it like it is. So no, I think that it's an awesome cast with some really great, acting and so and as i mentioned the first two acts i think are good you don't like the first one as much but i think the first two acts are really good are good first two acts would give it a b second act is good first act is is not good because it's, it's confusing and muddy third act is just absolutely it's trash. just piece of shit it's really, it's it's really not good it's just a shame but that does happen with a lot of action movies you got tied up somehow i guess unfortunately michael bay subtlety doesn't exist and he has to go over the top with everything where there's a much quieter way to kind of end this I think it would have been a lot more effective, especially with someone as powerful as the Ed Harris villain who has, who 
The one thing I do want to say I like about this movie, which we didn't touch upon, which I thought was the reason you might like this, yeah. is it's very anti-establishment. Like, establishment. like the, the real villain in this movie really is the government. It is. And like, I do appreciate not, that. Like, Ed Harris is, like, obviously insane, like, a maniac. Yes. What he wants to do. But, like, his point was, especially in this climate with, you know, we see how soldiers, you know, soldiers are, you know, whether it be Vietnam or Afghanistan, are always having to kind of, like, you know, are always kind of doing work that, Maybe doesn't it, it doesn't mean as much as 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 hard as they're working. It's probably a really ineffective way of saying what I'm trying to say. But soldiers do work so hard and put so much on the line, and then at the end of the day, the government doesn't really seem to give a shit. At the end of the day, whether it be what we talked about in Black Hawk Down, whether it be Vietnam, whether it be unfortunately what's happening in Afghanistan. Oh my god! So, so you're yeah, asking same. these guys, these yeah. young guys, to put everything on the line. And then at the end of the day, you're willing to just like basically pull up a ten stakes and not give a shit. Yeah, and they won't. It, the, it, they won't even acknowledge them. And you know that this has happened in real life, where you know you had black ops happen, and basically it's a disavow situation. Oh, they were never there, and then the families never know what happened to them. And so I think that that's a very like this was a very realistic. Not the him, you know, getting right. a, but that that situation the, is very the, realistic. The premise and of soldiers not being respected. I guess what I'm trying to say absolutely real. To me, me yes. too. Yeah. yeah, you see, I mean, we see it right now. We it's see happening it right now. Right now. That's exactly right. Uh, and and I identified and felt a lot of compassion and empathy for Ed Harris and his character. He'd had enough. He's like, I keep eighty six or, or whatever. Eighty six men have died yeah. under my watch, and the go- they won't. The government won't even recognize them. Right. And he's a hero, like he bronze star and purple yeah. hearts and all that stuff. So I told, I identify, I hated Nick Cage's character, but I really identify the bad guy. I identified with him. No, you, you kind of root for I him. I rooted for him. And then the thing too, is like the, you know, the government, this movie also kind of fucks over, you know, treats Connery and uh, Nick Cage, like pawns. That whole group is that's like expendable. Pawn. And then we see, you know, whatever the 13 Navy SEAL guys, those guys all expendable. Get, Right, they're just like, oh, it's just collateral damage. You're exactly right, they're pawns. They're and it, so sacrificed. For a big-time studio movie, which this really shows the 90s influence, but a big-time studio movie to have kind of like a, a big middle finger up to the government like that is pretty rare. Yeah. So, so, so I'm like, all right, well, that you get some kind of, you get, I think you get a lot of points for having such a compassionate you villain. You do. And then obviously at Harris' performance, but even the way that character's written, it's actually pretty interesting i wonder if that was like a sorkin thing i wonder whoever I, i'm guessing maybe sorkin maybe had more to do with some, some of the pentagon scenes if it I had a bet. seemed like yeah if he's um, involved in- there were a few like walk and talk scenes you know that kind of you know too, yeah. so you obviously famous from west wing but um but yeah you you to have a, a a villain to have such a stupid movie like the rock is and it, but to have such a compassionate interesting villain does elevate this from what and it could have been not only that like a like a a a very deep villain who didn't want to do it. Like at the end of the day, he was not going to pull the trigger. Right. It was a bluff. He was not going to pull the trigger. Like any other villain in a stupid movie like this yes. would have wanted to, you know, would have Which been prevented, but would have hit it, the button. It's such a shame that third act does disintegrate because it you is, could yeah. honestly just have the third act. Honestly, would it could have been cage Connery and Harris in a room just talking. I would have been, I know it's, uh, it's an action. I get, you're not going to get that, but, it could have been like a lot more of that. Just have those three characters. They're such great actors. Have the three of them just like try to figure it out. Yes. And yes, you can have like the, yeah, I like how you have the Tony Todd character um, kind of be like, I want my money. And that's a great, that's probably very real. You would have characters things like that. You would. David Morris is kind of like torn. Like that's interesting. So you do also have those other characters that are so well acted. You can, you can have them kind of do stuff too. But 
Just have those because those three guys are they bear they share like five lines together. Like yeah, not a lot. It's just them together. Right. It's only when Ed Harris is dying, I think. Yeah. Pulling him out. That's really it. And so I, I that you do get credit for that. You do get credit for that. So that and that's why I'm not giving this like a you know as dumb as this movie is. There are some things that do elevate it above a traditional, just completely mindless Michael Bay movie. Um, Armageddon is so goofy and weird. It's almost like fun. I, it's almost like its own genre. And I guess this is more in line with that weird, goofy, bizarre genre, but it's only so much of the stupidity I can take. That's another crazy cast. How does Bay get all these amazing actors to work with? Well, they can. I guess they bank. pay for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think a lot of people were doing Armageddon for the, for the critical acclaim. No, they weren't. So they weren't. I'm guessing the checkbook acclaim was got that down. Must have been pretty good. But yeah, uh, so right. So we're giving the same, or you're giving us a, a thumbs up. Uh, uh, yeah, I think people should see it because they're, you know, the things that we talked about. And, right. and the Harris role and Connery's fun. Yeah, and the first. Ugh. It's a very mild thumbs down for me. So it's okay. a very mild thumbs up for you then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you should see it. I'm going to look that way the graphic. I'm going to look at the villain. That's fine. No, Maybe that's we fine. could rotate the, the thumb <laughs> no, a little bit. Yeah, yes. A few degrees. It really, if you could give a thumb sideways, I would give it for that. I don't yeah. want to do that. No, it has no, to be thumbs up, thumbs down. That's in Cisco and Ebert. Speaking of Ebert, three and a half stars for this motherfucker. What the hell is he thinking? And he liked the car chase. The car chase was dumb. It was all these close ups. You didn't see anything. I also hated how the trolley guy get, like, they make a joke of him being upset he lost his livelihood. Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. That guy just like lost his job. Like, Not oh, I guess, funny at all. Like, that's awful. And then like, he could have died. Yeah. It was very weird. People were falling what, off it too, right? Michael Bay, yeah. yeah. What Michael yeah. Bay finds funny is like very, like we have a very different sense of, yeah. like he'll find things funny. I don't even understand what the joke is. Like that human tragedy. I don't know. Well, I mean, sometimes like, a, human a, tragedy can be really no, funny. But human tragedy of like, you know, just regular human beings do, going about their business. Not like- like you know, him not like just, a villain or something. Him almost dying and losing his livelihood, that alone is not funny. You need no, to throw, not. it has to be something else in there that's funny. Yeah. But Michael Bay is like, no, that's enough. But just have him shout, that's enough. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not, eh, Michael Bay. All right, there we are. We're going to hit some more Michael Bay movies. Yeah. That's the first oh. of many, I'm sure. Yeah, between Strap Bad Boys in. and Transformers, all of them. I know. Yeah, it's going to be that. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get 13 hours or something. I would rather talk about that one. That was an interesting one. That was one of the, the movies that made, the, I think that might have been the movie that made the least amount of money. I, that so makes sense that to be me. the one with the least likely hit. That's a lot of people. It's not just Krasinski. There's a few other people in that um, one too. It's uh, the guy from, uh, another guy from the office. Was it David Den? I'm uh, maybe yeah. his name, but he's in there too. Yeah. Now, the cat, oh, uh, uh, the cast is actually pretty. Is it, is it just well, Pablo Schreiber from uh, Orange is the New Black yeah, is in that. That's right. But no, the cast is actually pretty small. It's probably kept the budget down. Right. Yeah. Krasinski's good. I like it. He's really good in that movie. Um, all right. Anything else? Okay. Uh, two Tours yes. is back. Woohoo! And we're back. Blind Mike Project stealing our sponsors. What's up with that, Blind well, you know, Mike? It's a re, you know, it's a revenge move. That's it fine. is. Yeah, that's right. He did. You he, did. He claimed uh, I big time. You did big time. Uh, regarding uh, being a guest on this show. Um, Although I have never been a guest on any of his shows. So I don't. So who's actually the person big timing right funny now? Funny you say that because he's had me on, I think, a couple times. Now. Yeah, so I, I know. He doesn't. Well, he, I mean, he just, you know. well, I also have done. I've probably done. I've done bigger shows with him than. Oh, okay. Than you okay. have. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I've only done. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. yes, yes. No, but he could have invited me on. I mean, well, I mean, he talks about Bitcoin and, cri- and cryptocurrencies and shit. I like, know. I know vastly more about that stuff than he does. Maybe that's why well, I doesn't want to be on. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> wondering why he doesn't have you on. I, I wonder why I'm on this show at this point. Them, I'm like, like why, do, why do I want to do a show with this I guy? I wouldn't know, ask. Uh, no, but I like Blind Mike. But so two tours is with us still. They are. Uh, no, we're always happy to talk about two tours. And great gummies. Well, Chris brought some gummies for uh, for Barbara today, which I'm she was excited about, and I'm excited. Yeah, we'll have to report back on the next yeah, episode yeah, yeah. with how that went. Yeah, um, she's been 
she's been looking to try it. Yeah, I, I had, uh, I've had, since I got back from vacation, I've had uh, two nights in a row where I've had one. Really? Yeah. I thought it was more frequent than that. Have you been? I didn't have any on vacation. You didn't. Oh, because you were so relaxed anyway. And I you just, didn't have to go to bed. Yeah, I, well, yeah, well, I just, did, I just didn't bring them. Um, I just didn't want to like, the good thing about two tours is that we go everywhere. So don't have to worry about that. It wasn't any of that. Yeah. I just, um, we were shifting hotels. I just, just, just didn't, didn't think to bring them. But, I, but I, as soon as I got home, I'm like, all right. Where's that old buddy, that old friend? Some gummies. And uh, it's been a nice, a welcome, uh, nice welcome return to the world of the gummies. Uh, uh, they, they taste great. They help me get kind of, especially where I have some insomnia, insomnia issues. So like to kind of get back into the swing of things. And also like everyone gets those like post-vacation blues. Yeah, they do. So it's like, all right, it's kind of like, like don't relax. A nice, happy, peaceful relaxation before bed. Take the edge off a little bit. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I had one last night. I had one the night before that. Um, and uh, I'll probably have one tonight. I fucking deal with you. Although, <laughs> deal with me. <laughs> Although, uh, <laughs> yes. Such a dick. Uh, in the middle of the read too. Um, yep. But uh, but you must have felt like some comfort in the fact that your home was being watched over so uh, so effectively by your buddy Matt. Yeah, Matt. Uh, which, Matt took care of. We we have a we have Giselle. a rabbit, Laura's rabbit, Giselle, and uh, who was so excited when like whenever I would you know the light yeah. we kept the light on of course yes, but yeah. I would you know I'd open the door and I I talked to the yeah, of course talk oh, yeah, to I, I know Giselle yeah hey Giselle how's it yeah, going yeah, yeah. and she was she would hop around yeah. she was so excited and then I pet her a little bit she the first time I pet her she's a little freaked out yeah but then oh, every day I would pet her a little bit and as she ate her greens and stuff but yeah, yeah we, we had a nice we we had we had some bonding moments old, it was nice ten years old that bunny. Very old. How old do they last? I don't know how long. It's they about when they. It's about how long they last. Wow, she seems really chipper. She I mean, does, she's right? on top of her home. I know, and all over the place. She goes crazy. Yeah, around, she, does, so. she does a good job. She so good. Uh, yeah, Matt. Matt did a great job taking care of Giselle. So good yes, job, thank Matt. You. Thank, thank you. you very much. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> thank you <laughs> on the text. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it is nice to, uh, like I said, have the gummies, and then uh, I brought you some sugar as well. Yeah, you did. Thank you. I, I know you have the sugar. Or do you have that? Like with some peanut butter, I'll mix it in and stuff. Yeah, it's a nice. I, I have a problem. I have a little bit of a sweet tooth. So, you know, we try to keep the ice cream out of the house. And so I'll have like a little bit of peanut butter with some of the two tour sugar on there. And it creates a relaxing um, and, uh, you know, and, and taste good dessert at the end of the day. They have uh, stuff for vaping. They have uh, all sorts. If you go to twotours.com, you can see they've added, they add stuff constantly. They, they, Who can they, keep up? It's like, I keep getting notifications on like new stuff they're adding. It's, it's wild. Um, the best thing is if you use the promo code QW, you get 10% off and free shipping yep. on all those things. So, uh, I recommend, uh, getting the gummies. That's what I like. Matt likes the sugar, but then they also have droplets, which are great for, that's helped me with insomnia before in the past. Yep. Um, solve all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I saw, I mentioned like the vape thing is, I guess, uh, an out of control popular for them. So, um, check that, that out. I guess they're great. Yeah. Um, so they have a zillion things in their website. It, it is actually... When I think back to where it was like a year ago to what their website looks like now, it's like, holy shit, they got a lot of stuff here. Uh, and it's uh, twotours.com. Those guys are great. Um, we yep. talk about military stuff, but those guys both served overseas, came back, started this business. It's going like gangbusters for them, which is awesome. Uh, twotours.com, promo code QW. Hello. Plan to heaven. Follow the Lord on 24-7 days. God is who we pray. Even though the devil's 
Right. Don't tell me, all right. Tell me I'm going to break it back to you if you're going to do that. Why? I don't even want people to hear this for that one. The Crossroads with, uh, from uh, Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. The name's tricky, right? Because you hear Bone, you're like, oh, no. And you hear Thugs, you're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. But then the it's Harmony. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. they're friends after all. It's all right. Yeah, do you know how they got their start? Did you did you read about that? A little bit. So they're from um, Ohio, of course, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. uh, is that the mistake on the lake or is that Detroit? I th- no, Cleveland is that oil camp boy, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, Cleveland and uh, early 90s got together, started doing their thing. They were called the... They weren't called that. They were called the... I don't remember the fucking name. <laughs> Something else. And they... Um, they were just trying to like audition for as trying to get a record deal and audition. And so they got Easy E on the phone and auditioned on the phone. And Easy E like promised to call him back and it never happened. So they they were super poor, but but bought bus tickets to get them out to California, LA, where Easy E was. Easy E was like a hero of theirs. And um so they they basically were homeless for four months trying to get in touch with Easy E. And it never happened. Come to find out Easy E is going back to Cleveland to do a show. So they you know, scrounge up some money, get get on a bus, spend three more days on the on the bus to get back to Cleveland, get there. A uh, their promoter marketer, um, you know, ended up getting getting them backstage for Easy E. They auditioned. Easy was like, okay, that's cool. We'll sign, I'll sign you to a deal, but you got to change your name from whatever it was to to it was a uh, it was thugs, bone thugs. But they wanted to add the no, no, it was thugs and harmony, and they wanted to add, and so they're like, no, we got to keep bone because all our names begin with bone. So they go, end up going back to L.A., signed the deal, and the rest is history. This is their second album. What a coincidence that uh, all these friends have the same name. Busy Bone, Lazy Bone, Wishbone, Crazy Bone, and Fresh and Bone. It's crazy that they, that they were I know, find I think, each other. I, I think it's... That's fate. It is fate. Um, I don't like it when it's like the dash N and stuff because it confuses me. Sometimes there's a dash there. Sometimes it's the uppercase N. So I got to check my spell. They make me check the spelling a lot and, and the phrasing of it. If there's dashes or uppercase or all that, I, it, it bothers me. I'm, guess, like that. I'm guessing that uh, it, it might not be for you then. Like, I, don't think, I don't think they're spelling it that way for, for Matt Croner to like. Right. So they released this song. It was called, okay, this song has had two different lives. First time they released it as call, uh, called Crossroads okay. in 1995. And it was dedicated to their buddy. Um, who was it for? Buddy died. And, but then Easy E dies. Right. Like four, Easy E was the, the executive producer on this album, and he died like a few months before this came out. And so they like unreleased it and then released it as The Crossroads and dedicated the entire album to Easy. This album was their most successful, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, sold 4 million copies. It's their second album. It was nominated for Rap Album of the Year, lost to uh, Naughty by Nature's... Um, so it was a... Was it Poverty Paradise? I think it is. I don't know that album very well. I know this that album is called S1999? It's think? called E. Um, oh. E1999 uh, e Eternal. So I think okay. it's supposed to be East 1999 okay. Eternal, like a street thing, a, like a street address or something. But both... So I... The... <laughs> It's not, I mean, it's not a good Please video. tell me you saw this video. I saw the video. That's not a good video. It's so bizarre. It's, it's so bizarre. crazy. Yeah, you got the, death and- There's like, a Grim Reaper character. Yes, and dead and then, But and the Grim Reaper kills a baby kills in a baby. front of his parents who are screaming. Yeah, it's a, 
That's not good. It is. It is wild. Nominated for uh, you know MTV Music Award, of course. <laughs> I think it may be. And then it's like random. Like I know, I know it's not random. I know they, they love the guy, but then like so then they show all these souls going to heaven. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. One of them is like Easy E. Yes. So you're like, oh, they're gonna be other like ninth, like Jim Henson or Sammy Davis Jr. Are gonna be <laughs> yes. like, where where is the line here? Like, <laughs> are we gonna see other like cameos? Because like they use like an old. It's so. They like they. It's not just his likeness. They must have got like an old like shot. You know, it's an old picture of him, yeah. the old film of him. Yeah, but yeah, then it's yeah. just like his. It's his, just his head, right? Or just like his head and his shoulders, I it was, maybe. Yeah, maybe up, maybe torso and right. Because they have him kind of like walking in this mountain, and then the the Grim Reaper turns into an angel, yeah. carrying this dead baby the entire time. It is wild. It's wild. Um, I mean, they definitely have a. They've got a style. So it, it was <laughs> yeah, so for a crossword, it was dedicated to their buddy Wally Laird the third. It was uh, they they listed it in Wikipedia as Bone's friend. Well, which one's Bone? They're all Bone. Oh yeah, Lazy Maybe Bone, like Crazy Bone. Friend. Maybe it's like their friend though. Like, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. he he was the one that died. Sad. I couldn't get any information yeah. on him. I think he was just a, a friend of the family type okay. thing. Um. So that's I mean what what do you want? There's not much. The thing is okay. So there's one song the E the E ninety nine song is actually kind of cool. There's definitely more urgency in that song. Yeah. That's my problem with these guys. Is oh, it's, it's, so, it's, it's... You know what it reminds me of? Like, Fish. Like, it almost feels like it's kind of like pointless music that just kind of exists. And I'm not trying to knock Fish. Like, but it's just, it's just like, there's no, like, there's no real, like, urgency or point to it. It's just kind of like, hey, this is our sound. You know, enjoy it, but there's no real like direction. Yeah, you and, know what? It, it, and that's it, it's just what this reminds you. R. Kelly is what it reminded me of because they kind of kind of freaking weekend, baby. I'm gonna da, na, 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 na. Yeah, they do true. that thing. Yeah. So the harmony, they're not singing harmonies. Bone thugs are because they're what they're a singing, lie. They're not. They're, yeah, it is a lie. They're they're singing melodic, but they're they're singing like just one inter. They're going the whole time. Like there's no creativity in the melody, whatever. So there's no melody either. There's no harmony either. It's like such a bullshit name for them. So did I read this right? This song was number one for eight weeks? Eight weeks. So I don't remember this song. Like I was so into alternative music, WBCN, uh, FNX, uh, with two radio stations here in New England that I, I was just so in my own zone yeah. of music I liked. Yeah. I, mi- I missed a lot of pop music. So I, did, I don't know this song at all. And I watched MTV a lot. I never, I don't remember the video. So where are we at? We're so... We're in 96, 96, so I just... June of 96. I'm about... Like, we were just in 96 before, weren't we? 95, 96? No, because I was... We were in May 96. Because I was just ending my high school. I'm a, I am in the summer break before college, like, right now. We're, like, a month off yeah. of that, I think, from Maybe, the last yeah. thing. So I think I missed it, too, because... I was just going to college and I wasn't listening. You, you were like that senior year at college summer. That, yeah, right. I don't right. think I was it's, listening to top 40 or I know. I, obviously, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't think I was either. I, I, I have some awareness of the song, but eight weeks seems like a crazy I have, like, amount of time. I no real awareness. Eight weeks is a long time. It is a long time. Especially during the summer when people are always playing. Like I know. Like, how did I miss Maybe this? Maybe I heard this at parties or something. It was a little bit like it's, I was just starting to do some. There were some parties that would happen over the summer. I wasn't really... So maybe, maybe I was definitely going to parties this time. Uh, and I, but I don't remember, but you know what though? Like this song is so, it is actually it really fits in well into like, we've mentioned like our time period now, like where it is, it, it's not like, it's not something that's going to like make you like do like a, a record scratch. Like what did I just hear? No, it kind of just fits in. It the does. Room. It's more of the Drake. Uh, yeah. Type of music it kind of just like fits, fits in, in underneath 
It's well, that's what I was thinking. Is it'd be good for like if you're just chilling at a you know you're at a party, yeah, with a large group of people. So maybe just, this did happen, and we just maybe. never paid notice to it. Yeah, because I could easily have heard this and not remember it. I mean, the album will hit like number one for a couple of weeks too. Um, I never owned any. I went through some of the. I don't recognize really any songs. I never. I don't. None of my friends had Bone Dogs and Harmony CDs. I never had one. So VH1 does a list of the top 100 rap songs ever, and this is number 33 on that list for them. I mean, it sounds crazy to us. Maybe this was number one for eight weeks. So it has to, probably has to be in the list somewhere. Yeah, but. It was it, number one for eight weeks, Matt. Eight like, weeks. That's a long time. That is a time. really long time. So it has to have a place. Like, it has to. I wanted to ask you if I wondered how many of the top 10 you might know. I figured you'd get like oh, maybe three. From this time? So it's it, the list from VH1 was from uh, oh, 2008 top, or 2009. Oh, the top rap. So about 10 years ago. Okay. Let's call it that. So the top rap, rap songs of all time as rated by VH1. Okay. I looked at this list and I was like, what the fuck? Now you miss some critical things that happen, you know, 2000, 2010, right, like, right. you know, 10 years, right around 10 years ago. But I wondered how many, what do you think would be on the oh, top? Let's do top five. Ten, tens well, I'm not going to tell you the, all oh, okay. the top ten. I'm just oh. saying, like, get, name a few that you think might hit. Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, I don't know. You don't know. I, I mean, I, it's, it's tough to say. Like, I, I'm better with artists than song names. Yeah. But, like, yeah. a Sugar Hill Gang, is that, is that on there? Yeah, it's number two. Rapper's Delight is yeah. number two, which makes sense. That, that's the one that I thought you would, you would get. And then maybe another big famous one think, with great. Aerosmith crossover. Oh, the Run DMC? Yeah, okay. so, of course, that's number so, four. So, is that the only Run DMC on the list? It probably is, right? There's one more, and it's not one that I would think. Oh, all it's right. uh, it's not Peter Piper. It's not oh. uh, the first one. I can't remember the. Yeah, it's but it's not. It's weird. What is it? Uh, I'd have to go look. But the but uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys. Sam, it's going great. Fuck off! I was just trying to see if He's you mad, knew. Matt's mad. It didn't take long. I'm not mad. Eight minutes or whatever, fifty something minutes into the show, Matt gets mad. No, I was just wondering if you thought like, fine, fuck it. So number one, Public Enemies fight the power, which doesn't make sense to me. Number two is Sugar Hill Gang's rapper. That sort All of makes right. sense. Yeah, Nothing but a G thing, Dr. Dre. All then right. Run DMC. Grandmaster Flash is number five with The Message. NWA Straight out of Compton, number six? Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a huge... Snoop Doggy Dog is eight. Curtis Blow is nine, The Bricks. But you're missing um, Jay-Z. You're missing Eminem. Eminem's not there until like the 60s. No beasties. And it's Stan. No beasties. Yeah. Um, Kanye's Gold Digger is number 20. But yeah. he's had other stuff. Staying Alive from the Fugees, which was huge, number 87. They're, they're like my underrated band in the 90s. Or who, who is? Rap, who, group, who? rap group, rather, excuse me, the Fugees. Like, I love the Fugees. I, I went back that and one listened to that album. It's still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that album's pretty good. But they didn't... The score, that's a really good album. But there's like way more Eminem than I think well, should I think be on Well, I part of the list. problem is like Eminem and Kanye weren't like legend status yeah, yet. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Eminem maybe should have been. Stan. Eminem, I know, but that's... Like Slim Shady would have been. I think it was just a bad timing. Like, if they made that same list now, they would look... There's two LL Cool J's, but not uh, I'm Gonna Knock You Out. That's mm. not one of them. That's crazy to me. This list is fucked up. Yeah, um, well, it's VH1. I mean, they're probably just throwing stuff together. <laughs> yes. I mean, really, like, what is VH1 like? They're not, like, the authority on rap. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh, only one Kanye, only one Eminem, only one Public Enemy, two Run DMC. It just it didn't make... Jump Around is number 66. That was iconic. That was everywhere. Yeah. House of Pain, you think that would be higher than that? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it's whatever. Tough. So this is number thir- 33 on that, which yeah. I think is like... It seems real. If you told me before I knew that they were... If you said, hey, this is 33 like a week ago, I'd be like, that's fucking insane. But then if you told me, oh, no, they were number one for eight weeks in a row, I'd be like, well, I guess, I guess that, that makes, makes sense, I guess. 
wouldn't be on my list, but it's on, it's got it's on somebody's. They do seem really influential though, because that style of the of kind of that sort of singy rap yeah. between like two two notes thing kind of happens a lot now. So I don't know of anybody else who was really doing that before them. But they seem kind of influential in that way, I guess. I hope we don't run into them again. They're big. I think a bigger song was from their first album. This is the second album. I think they do. Maybe one or two more. I hope we don't run into them either. There's just not a lot to say about them. I mean, I give them credit. That story you told about top. Hey, good for them to be homeless for four months and get a deal. They must have had a lot of doubt during that time. It must have been really fucking scary. I think so. You know, like, and then to find out, like, then you gotta go back to Cleveland and meet. And then it worked. It worked. He dies on They've had it and they've had. I'll give them credit too. Like, I don't, I never hear a bad word. No, they seem like, uh, they seem like they're doing, doing okay. Doing the right thing. They had a nice career. They made some money. Yeah, and they're still touring here. Yeah, they, they, they've probably done it right. It's, it's just not for me. Just like a lot of those jam... I, I just, like, in my mind, they're like the jam... Like a jam band of, like, rap. And I don't... Jam bands yeah. aren't really for me either. So. The album Rift from Fish is really a good album. Very good album. Is that the one where it's a banging or bouncing around the room? No, that comes later, and that's not a good song. I mean, it's all right. They sort of do a round, you know, where they kind of start... They sing the same phrase, but start a different... Like, row, row, row your boat. It's kind of an interesting thing. I don't like that song. It's a stupid song. But Rift... It's got maze on it, rift. It's got a bunch of shit on it. It's, it's, it's a very good, very good album. You might like it. Structured better. Like no. it has a. It's. I don't, I don't hate. I'm trying to knock fish. I really don't hate fish. I really don't. No, but there's like really good. But it's some, long, of, some of the stuff just seems like totally but, pointless. Like yeah, you know, and that, that's how I felt like listening. Like I know it had a point. It was about their friends that had died. So obviously it wasn't very meaningful to them. Yeah. But the song style, like how it was presented, me just felt meandering. Yeah. Speaking of meandering, what the fuck were you doing? Not meandering. I'm uh, very good on the show. Uh, <laughs> but actually, uh, no, actually, my life wasn't complete, complete mess. So uh, this is a summer for me between my junior and senior year. Yeah. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about kind of what I was doing a lot during that time. On Friday nights, especially Friday and Saturday nights, I would go to a place. I know I brought him up, I think, on a show last year. Uh, a place called Safe N. Like, sound. Safe and Sound, baby. Uh, this was in Rochester, New Hampshire. And what happened was, um, just like every, I'm sure all of you guys had a, a band in high school. Like the, the guys... Like not like a not like the high school band, but like a band. Oh, like a rock band. Yeah, that yeah. like was like your friends or your friends of friends or whatever. Yeah. And our band uh, were three of my buddies, and they were in a band called Curmudgeon. I guess four of my buddies, a band called Curmudgeon, and uh, it was traditional. You know, nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven. They would do like Nirvana covers, and then they would do it. They would, they, but they did, they they made an album of their own stuff. Like, and two of them went on to have like decent careers as musicians. Um. And, uh, they had, they had like a nice, they was, it was a good, they did a good job. They had a nice band. They were fun to go see. Um, and you know, because they were good friends of mine, uh, in fact, two of them really still are good friends of mine. Um, we would, I would go to see, like they would go to the Elvis room and I would never have gone to the Elvis room if it wasn't for them, honestly. But I'm like, Oh, I'll go see Kermarge. And then I go, and then you, you kind of hear these other bands play yeah. like fly, spinach, fly. Thanks gravity. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, uh, but for us, I was, I don't know, I was about 40 minutes from Portsmouth and I was 25 minutes from this town, Rochester and Portsmouth. I just kind of, I spent a lot more time as a kid in Rochester. So it's a lot more comfortable with it. Just like the stores, just the, you know, how, where to park, all that shit. Portsmouth was still kind of like, was almost felt like cool, too cool. Like for like a high school kid to go to, sure. almost felt like more of a college crowd. Yeah, to it. Yeah. And Elvis Room definitely had because it was well, Elvis Room's whole thing was they don't serve booze, but they have like they have music. So what you'd get is you get a lot of UNH kids who were like 18, 19, 20 years old, and yep. I'm sixteen. I look like I'm twelve, and it's like it just wasn't like eh. wasn't the right. Fit I never felt you. like I never felt yeah. like I fit in there. Yep. But Safe and Sound, um, how that place worked was 
you walked in and it was basically like an arcade, like a really, you had like skee ball. You had like, I don't know. Did you ever go there, Matt? Yeah. I, I think I might've actually played there once. Did you? I might've. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a lot of different acts. It I know I've been there me. a few times. Oh, yeah. uh, so you, okay, cool. Um, uh, so you had like arcades, uh, and they had like said ski ball. They had like, you know, just kind of typical, nothing, nothing great. It wasn't like that, like the greatest arcade, but they had some stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but then you open a door and it leads to basically like a, it was like a garage, uh, that they kind of refurbished shabbily and they were owners of very nice people, but they had probably limited resources. And it was just kind of like this basically just like cement floor and you could just go in there and just like people just mosh pit and go crazed. And yeah. like, and I wasn't a huge mosh pit guy. I'd do a little bit. I was like, yeah, I just kind of wanted to see my friends play. Do you a big mosh pit guy? I can't imagine. Uh, no, but it, I mean, it definitely happened at like Nirvana shows and shit. Yeah. But yeah. even like, did you ever go to or fly spinach fly? Of course. Right. Yes. So fly spinach fly or like, I Os saw the Bostones. Yes. So there Oxford was for snow Kings, um, uh -huh. was another band that played a lot in that area. Uh, you said thanks to gravity. Like they were another band that like, would, would they, I mean, they played safe and sound. Like they would get every once in a while, once in a while, maybe like the Elvis room was booked that day. You'd have those Elvis room, uh, Five Minutes Five played Save and Sound. I want to say a couple of times. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And so you get that those acts to come to Save and Sound. It's like, oh shit! Like Five Minutes Five, you made Save and Sound. You made sure you went. It was it was awesome. Yeah, and it was a great it was a great time. On and uh, it was funny. It was called Save and Sound, but I saw more people get like smashed into concrete <laughs> there than anywhere else in my life. Um, but it was just it was just all my friends were there. Like you know, I would say like my high school class is 120 people. I would say like 40 of us would go like once a week to this place. It was a cute, it was like all of us were there. And then there were also kids from other grades there too. But like, it was a huge group of us would go there and just listen to live music. Some of it, most of it probably stunk, but some of it was pretty good. Well, and yeah, it just got you a place to go with your friends. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a lot of fun. And they didn't have alcohol, so you could go. Yeah. Um, you know, it was called Safe and Sound. So like your parents were cool with it. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to Safe and Sound tonight. I'm all right, you know. And, um, you know, and it, it People were gen like, you know, no one's going to drag you into the mosh if you don't want to go. So anyone who's like getting mossed around typically just walk away. wanted to be there. Yeah. Just yeah. Go, go stand in the back of the right. sides. Um, but it was, it was like a fun place to go, like, just get that like teen energy, like out, like, you know, go scream at a band or go like dance around or just, it was also just fun to like be exposed to live music, which, um, I hadn't been exposed to live music that much before that, like, you know, on a regular basis. And I was going every week. Sometimes I go, I go there twice a week. And that summer, especially, you know, that's the summer of the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. Oh, right. Um, that's also the summer of the Arch Deluxe. So, like, that was, uh, you know, I'm working at McDonald's. So I just gotten a job two months earlier. I was enjoying my job. I was making deep, more money than I had made before. Uh, I just got my license, like, a few months earlier. So, I was, like, really, that was a really, like, fun summer for me. Like, I had very little, like, everything was good. Like, oh, I'm having a great time. I'm driving around. I have freedom. Uh, I'm with my friends every weekend, I'm making a little bit of money. Like this was great. I had a, a summer's great. No school. So there's none of those headaches. So I'm like, this is, this is like a really fun time for me. And I really enjoy going to those shows. I really miss it. I wish it, I don't know if something like that could even exist nowadays. If par helicopter parents would be like, no way I'm letting my kids do that. Even at 16, 17, 18. But back then my parents had no problem letting me go. Yeah. I mean, you have, so you said you went there a couple times. I know I've been. Yeah. And I think I played there. I remember the room. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also feel like I was supposed to play there multiple times, but shit would fall through or like they went, maybe they, did they go out of business? Maybe my, maybe my senior, like maybe soon after this, maybe, I don't know. No, it would have been a cup would have been like your, 
would have been like your sophomore year of college, I think. Yeah. Okay. So a couple years after this. Yeah. I'm pretty. They were definitely there all senior year. Yeah. And then that next year, we stopped going. We started going because by then some of my friends were starting to drink. Right. And we go we go to like Inferno nightclub in Dover, <laughs> where like they would have me drag along because I was over eighteen at that point. Once I turned eighteen, I guess I never I never would go yeah, there yeah. again. Yeah. Then by then I had friends that were twenty one, and then I think I played there, and I've definitely been there a few times. Maybe really, I saw a fly there, I can't, something like that. It would never happen now, though, right? No, I don't think so. It's a, how much free? We had so much free. Sixteen years old and a license. I had so much freedom. I was oh, there doing were no, my own shit. Yeah, I was so good. And my mom was pretty good about it. She's like, all right, just like. <laughs> no, I was just like, yeah, just go get be home by X amount of time. Or she'd just be like, if you're going to be late, just give me a call. So I have to go find a payphone. Be like, hey. And I know I said I'd be home at midnight, but I'm actually going to be home right. at two. We're going to go do And she's like, that's fine. But as long as I kind of let her know I was going to be out a little later, she didn't care. I think my senior year, I did have, my mom was kind of like, can you just, do you think like 2 a.m.? Is that okay? And I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be out later than that. Yeah. And if and I was later, like, I just made sure I call. And that was yeah. always like, cool. Like, uh, but I remember a couple of times of having to like find a payphone. Right. Because <laughs> it wasn't as convenient as it is now. No. Think about like how important payphones were to us in the 90s. Well, and how actually, and I, I think that gave us our privacy too, right? Because our it parents did. can just, Texas right. all the time or oh it's much less email. control that, right yeah way less took that whole level of it away yeah I mean the connectedness is good with the phone but if I were a it's kid it's not now, though right it's like it is but well, it's probably not, it's not right yeah right because people can track I mean, you I mean I, you know I would never mom could track you part of me wants to just throw, throw it in the ocean but you then, should just do it I think I, I recommend it I, I, I recommend mean I can't I'm addicted to it now though I don't think I can yeah you do have a problem I have a problem you have a problem I don't have a problem Oh, no so problems. you could throw yours in the ocean and you'd be fine? Well, I mean, I need it for work and mm. stuff, but well, I... Well, you're a big-time big time producer, <laughs> so big yes, time. you do. I'm just a regular guy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, you've been on the oh, Kirk Minahan show many right. times. Now, like, potentially a third week in a row now. Well, I don't know about that. Well, they, they, they were really hurry if I was... No, actually, the good thing is, this is uh, Saco. We're in Saco. That's right. That'll be fun. So we're in Saco today. If you're going to Saco, come say hi to us. Come say hello. This is the show in the morning. Because there's no activities in the morning, I don't think. So listen to the show and then come see us. Yeah, we'll be out. there. We'll be there. What time are going to be there, you think? I would expect, well, they haven't said what time it's going to open. The, I would expect uh, it's early afternoon, like two or three in the I've heard rumors are going to open around two. I, I'd like to get there before, I think between three and four, maybe? Yeah, that's fine. That's good, right? Yeah, because they probably won't. They'll do the show at like seven or something. I would guess. Maybe even a little later, because it takes a little while for nightfall. Oh, maybe 7.30, right, because the yeah, sun's... Yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm... No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was playing some beer pong. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to have so much fun. Yeah, you're, you're going to be a mess again. I'm gonna have to I was never... When have I been a mess ever oh, around with you? me last time out of the bar, you were a goddamn oh, mess. I was not a bad You were a mess. You were so loud. <laughs> like, shut up. Uh, it's gonna be that. messy. No, I, I'll eat a big lunch in this. I'll be prepared. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because last was last time you oh, had lunch. Yeah, right. That's yeah. the problem. So scrawny if I don't eat. Yeah, uh, I'll have a big lunch. I'll be. Uh, sounds like no grills there, I guess. But I'll be. Uh, I don't know, eating some stuff from the food truck, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, same as town. Good times. Okay, headlines. Yes. June eleventh, Bob Dole resigns from the Senate to run for president. Yeah. Yep. I didn't. Uh, he would. Yeah. Didn't. No. No, I mean, it would probably work better now, actually. You got the elderly guy in office now. I know. Because like, that, that was, so that was funny. the skew. You're it's so like, right. Because like, that he, was oh, the knock too on him. Old. Remember? He's too old. It was, how old was he? I don't know. 68. Uh, yeah, I think he was old. But right. But he, he wasn't as old. As, right. But he, I mean, right. That, it would work The now. whole skew has changed. It's very weird. And Bob Dole, by the way, is still alive. I know. Good for him. He's had a good run. Good job, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Uh, February 1st, I know that this is before, but February 1st, Congress passed the Communications Decency Act of 1996. It was signed into law by Clinton, very decent man, 
uh, which banned pornography on the internet. Banned pornography on the internet. Uh, but it was struck down in a federal court in Philadelphia on June 12th, 1996. Free speech, of course, motherfuckers. That's funny. Yeah. That is, uh, I guess is, a, I don't know if, you, if you're a fan of those shows. What is it? The, oh. Uh, oh, Christ. The cr- American Crime Story. Is that what it is? It's on FX. Um, they did like the OJ Simpson one. I haven't seen it. Uh, but they're doing a Bill Clinton one. Oh, really? Yeah. Clive Owen is Bill Clinton. Um, Clive Owens. Bill he, I, 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 they had a quick trailer of it. He, the impression actually is dead on. He actually, is it? he looks a little, you know, Clive Owens is yeah. an unusual looking guy. But he's got a British accent. I mean, that's a. The accent seemed like, is, it was like, that's, that's pretty good actually. Like and uh, uh, yeah, they have, uh, uh, the cast looks pretty strong. I think Edie Falco's in it. I mean, she, might, she might even play Hillary. Um, that would work. But it looks really interesting. Edie Falco is, as Hillary works. If that's it's such the a case. wild story with like the Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky stuff. I know. It is like it's such a crazy, insane story. Yeah, and then I get someone's even playing Matt Drudge. So like that whole influence is really interesting. How he became. I mean, he's well, I, yeah. sounds. We agree that he's. You think he sold Drudge Report, right? Like to the to a liberal thing. Yeah, because the whole thing changed. Yeah. but he never announced it. That's kind of fucked up. It's weird. That must have been part of the deal, right? I don't know. It's weird. That's a weird thing that no one talks about. How long ago was that, though? Uh, it's been over a year. Like, what happened with that? I don't know. It was maybe because of the pandemic. Sort it was of so over. weird. Why? I, mean, I don't know why. I'm very moderate politically. I'm not. I'm really not left or right. But you go there and you're like, all right, it's kind of right leaning, whatever. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, you, you, you take with that prism, and then all of a sudden it became left leaning. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> am I? Am I? Is my am I prism wrong? Like it took me like a, like a couple of weeks to like get my bearings on. I'm like, am I reading this right? That's weird that it happened. That's weird. Yeah, maybe the pandemic covered. How much money you made from it? Over. Oh, shit ton. That website's all looks, looks, it looks the same as it did in 1996. I haven't been in forever. No, it's just like random links and like some shitty picture up top. It looks like a 1996 website. Like check it out. The Dredge Report. It's, it's almost like you don't have to go to websites anymore because of Twitter. Yeah, I just like it. It's so like. The reason I like Drudge Report, I'm guessing the reason everyone who still goes likes it, it's so simple. Yeah. It's no bullshit. It's just like link, 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 link. And yes, you have to get past some of the, well, now left-wing bias. We used to be right-wing bias. To, like, but it is really, it's, it's so simple. It's, it's so user-friendly. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Try you don't go there. You should go there for your new job. You should have Jerry talk about Drudge Report. I'll ask him. Probably not now, though. All that. You guys have enough to talk about now. Jesus. Good Lord. Yeah. In two days. There's going to be more of that tomorrow. Probably. I'm guessing. Oh, I'm sure. It's not going to stop. Um, the other thing is June 12th, Marge shot. Oh, CEO of the Reds, of course, yes. stopped her day-to-day management. Of course, uh, years and years of, uh, Nazi affiliation. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no, no. But well, she had Nazi paraphernalia. Yeah. I mean, she's called people the N word. Yeah. She, she had a lot of problems. Um, she said she didn't like Asian kids, uh, outdoing our kids in school. Yeah. Um, only fruits wear ear- earrings, like a lot of stuff. And people had had enough and she, uh, he backed away. My favorite March shot story. She's walking around with, I forget who it was exactly. It was the, it was basically the uh, president of, of baseball. So above the GM, if you will, basically the highest baseball employee she had before the owner. Right. Yeah. They're walking around. They're walking. I think they were in her office and her office was carpeted and her dog, he should call all of her dogs. Shotzi. She walk around these dogs all the time. The dog, St. Bernard's too. I think. Yes. That's yeah, right. They're huge. Yeah. Took this giant dump right on the rug. Huge shit. And she turns to the, to the president of baseball versus, so you're going to clean that up? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, Marge, I'm not. 
I forget what happened. I think the guy might have cleaned it up. But uh, yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> I, I don't think so. You crazy. Stephen Hart. That's like that's like a human. It is a that is a giant. That was probably you know. 150, 160 pounds, maybe. Good maybe. Lord. They're big. My grand, my grandparents on the Corano side, uh, kept had St. Bernards. Um, really? From yeah, forever. I didn't like it because uh, um, they would live outside. Like you know, they had a shelter and stuff, but they were chained up outside. They had a big oh, space. No. Yeah, well, they, they were times, times, times are different back then, though. Too, well, they, we treat our animals. But they just wouldn't have pets in the house. They were yeah. clean freaks. Right. But it's like, then don't have, have a dog. fucking pet. Especially a giant one. You never, no one would spend time with Angelo. I know. Like, I know. they would go out every day, like, feed, of course, feed and all sorts of, but pet, a little bit, but like for 20 minutes a day, that's shitty. That's one thing that's changed so much is how we treat our animals. Oh, that, I, that's one positive thing in the oh, of course. modern yeah. times. But they're so big. Like, it would stand, uh, um, Angelo would stand up. On its on his hind legs and be taller than my uncle who was like six two six three. Oh, I, I'm yeah. It's just it's giant, crazy, right? Giant dog. It's crazy. Uh, and sweet, very very sweet. But yeah, that, that's uh, I, I could never have a dog. Saint so Bernard big. is uh, that's a lot. It's a lot. That is a I I can't it's imagine. Big, it's so much fur and slobber and you know. I know. It's so much not their fault, but no, it's not. But they're like, I mean. It is a massive dog. We got Melfi. Melfi's a golden retriever, and yep. like you know, those dogs can be anywhere between you know. 55 on the very small side to 85 pounds. And it was like, uh, you know, but we yeah. really, you know, we I really want a golden retriever. I just, I love them. And, uh, yeah, Melfi was great. And, uh, but Wakefield's only 26 pounds. Like, oh, it's gonna be a huge difference in size. Melfi's not that big right now. No, Melfi's like 45 pounds. Yeah. Our vet's like, she's, she's just a runt. She's like the runt of the litter. And we just lucked out. Cause when we got the dogs, like when we picked her out, they all the dogs were like the same size. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't tell. We just yeah. picked out that one because she seemed friendly. She came to us or walked over to us and was really friendly, but she was like seven weeks old. Yeah. Six weeks old, something ridiculous. And um, and she ended up being, so she's like not big at all, which is great. So yeah. like I can, you know, we can kind of bring her anywhere. Her and Wakefield fit very comfortably in the backseat of the car. So it worked out perfectly. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I was so happy that she's so small. Yeah. My, la- my last lab was uh, 95 pounds. That's pretty big. It was a, a platinum blonde. Really good looking yeah. dog, um, Orion. But uh, he, he was big. That's very, a big dog. He was a big dog. Yeah. Super friendly, but uh, big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got the Patreon show tomorrow, which is the cable, cable guy. Of course. Um, and then we're back in 89 next week. So I wonder how hungover I'll be for the Patreon. Like when that comes out. You, not, mean, not when we tape it, when it comes you out. You don't traditionally get too hungover. I guess my checkout time at our hotel is 10 a.m. Let's get you out of there. Got to get you up and at him. Up and at him, my friend. I'm not going to be happy about that. Well, I guess I will be drinking so early in the day. Maybe I'll have an easier time going to sleep. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be up until 2. Maybe not. Five. We'll see because you'll probably want to go out afterwards. I'm going to have to babysit your ass oh, again. Oh, no. Will I? I could. That'd be dangerous. Yeah, because they're not. They'll end the show at 9.30. Maybe, you know. Uh, maybe not. So, so I guess we'll see who's heading back 10. to that area and see who wants to go. Maybe people, people hearing this will be like, I want to go out after the show. Fine. You know what I mean? Someone yeah, wants- they'll come and find you. This is weird. I feel like, I mean, like let's I feel like this is such a weird thing where we're doing some someone people will hear this in their way to Saco and yes, they'll see they'll, us. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they'll, 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 I, I, heard, you, I, I heard you wanted to hang out tonight. I won't remember this at all. Like I won't remember what we talked like this. I know. I'll, I'll block the, all this out. You have a better memory for the shit that about I've to been around period than you, yes, I do. Uh, congratulations. Thank a little you. clap 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 for you. It's funny being smart. But isn't it kind of weird? Like I don't know if we've ever had that like instant. Yeah, it'll be right there. And I'm like going to be like, you're right. I said stupid it's shit. It's almost like we're doing a radio show. Like in a way, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of cool. I get, yes, it is. So if take, you know, take the responsibility away from me and go cart Chris around. 
Like, you babysit him for me so I don't have to do it. Very excited. Anyone going to Stockholm, very excited to say Yeah, come and say come hello. Come nice for sure. And, uh, and if you're not going to Saco, well, then have a good weekend anyway. Yeah. I guess we'll see you in the next one. Uh, yes. Is that it? Uh, Major League free show next week, Sunday, the cable guy.